This is Everybody's Talking with Layla. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Everybody's Talking with Layla. I am so excited to share with you what you can expect to see this Sunday for the 91st Academy Awards. Yes, it's time for the Oscars, my favorite time of year. It's this Sunday at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. It's airing on ABC at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm excited because a lot of these movies on the list I've seen, but also I've had the honor to sit down with a lot of these stars ahead of these big movies and interview them. So I'm going through my list and I said, wouldn't it be special for this episode if I shared with the listeners of Everybody's Talking with Layla some never before seen or heard interviews that I had with the cast of a very, very big movie, a movie that has received a lot of nominations. So first, let me tell you what to expect on Sunday. And then I'm giving you that great treat of some really awesome interviews that I was able to capture within the last year with the cast of a big movie. Okay, so first things first, Uh, this is the first time in 30 years, the Oscars will have no host for the show. So the first thing I thought, this sounds kind of boring. But, you know, at first it was supposed to be Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's a big name. He's a big comedian. He's been in a lot of movies. He's pretty funny. The problem was he had some homophobic tweets that resurfaced. Yeah. And then he issued at first that non-apology. Then there was an apology. And at that point, the backlash was really great. And so Kevin Hart decided, okay, I'm not going to do the hosting of the Academy Awards. Ellen DeGeneres was really trying to push for him to change his mind. But he said, no, not doing it. So I guess they couldn't find anybody. Some popular kids in Hollywood, the creators of that song, Baby Shark, that's a hit. I guess no one wanted to do it or they just decided, let's just do a hostless show and let's see how that works. So 30 years ago when that happened, apparently it wasn't that great then. So maybe they have a new plan up their sleeve now. Uh, The Academy rumored to have on stage presenting awards uh, the, the cast of Marvel's The Avengers They're among the A-listers who are supposed to be up there presenting the awards. We've heard that uh, Michael B. Jordan, Helen Mirren, Tyler Perry, among those who will be on the stage as well, uh, introducing awards and also, you know, leading into those segments with the musical acts. We'll see how this all turns out. But bottom line, there's no one person hosting the awards show. Okay, another thing we can expect. The Academy recently announced legendary British rock band Queen will perform with American Idol alum, Adam Lambert. Okay, they've performed on tour before, so this is not the first time for Adam Lambert. You know what I was thinking? If they were smart, they would open the show with Queen and Adam Lambert doing We Will Rock You. Can you imagine? You get the audience all hype and everybody's like, yes, this is going to be great. Oh, yeah, we don't have a host. So I think this might be the way to, to get the energy through the roof. At the start of the show, you've got to bring it, Academy Awards. I know you listen to this podcast. (laughs) Take notes. But seriously, you've got to bring it. So Adam Lambert, Queen, we will rock you to kick off the show. That would be epic in my mind, in my opinion, if you're taking notes, Academy. Okay, so other things to expect. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, you know, they're the stars of the movie A Star is Born. If you haven't seen... A Star is Born. And also, speaking of Queen a second ago, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. 
That movie, oh my goodness, Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury. He was phenomenal. That movie is amazing. So if you haven't seen A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper or Bohemian Rhapsody, you're missing out. But Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper teaming up for a duet with their song that they sing in the movie, Shallow. I can't wait for that performance. Uh, Lady Gaga nominated, by the way, for Best Actress, Bradley Cooper for Best Actor. They've been racking up the awards for that movie, A Star is Born. Let's talk about the Best Picture category real quick before I jump into these interviews. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. You have a list of phenomenal movies. You know, every year you're looking at the categories, and sometimes you look at some of these categories, you're like, "How how did that movie get nominated? Or who? (laughs) But this year, I don't think that's the case. I think those are some tough competitors in that category. By the way, let me point out that Roma and The Favorite lead in nominations each have 10. And Black Panther, it is the first superhero movie nominated in this category for Best Picture. So this is a big deal. And uh, the movie brought in, as we all know, more than $1 billion worldwide uh, in ticket sales at the box office. It has seven Academy Awards nominations. And with that, here are my interviews with the director and the cast of Black Panther. Do you need me to pinch you? Are you having one of those moments where you need somebody to pinch oh, you? Oh, man. Sure this is real? Maybe. You there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does this feel? Intense. It feels intense. Um, and a lot of times when I was making the film, I feel like the, like the 11-year-old you know, version of myself. Like, it's all like kind of jump up and down with joy when they say, Oh yeah, by the way, these are the toys that are coming out. I'm like, wait, what? You know, you know, um, you know, by the way, this is the poster that's gonna be running around and it's like, oh man, that's that's just flat out awesome. Yeah. You know, but but um at the end of the day, man, we just wanted to make a movie that people enjoyed. I was looking at this and I said, I wonder if he's walking around these days saying, you know, I am Black Panther. Have you changed how you introduce yourself? No. I I, I wanna I wanna <laughs> hold on to who I am, uh, as much as I can. I do have people like when I arrive at places sometimes they they open the door and act like I'm the king. And Are they doing this? That is happening, yeah. So. <laughs> On the scale of one to ten, with one being the worst and ten being the best, how comfortable is your Black Panther suit? It's an eight on some days. <laughs> and a and, one on and, others. And a, and a two on others. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love, 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 love you both in this movie. Oh, my God. There's so much to talk about in so little time. Uh, first of all, how do I become a member of this, this special forces of, of strong females? First, you have to shave your head. Oh, okay. I have to shave my head. What else do I have to do? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But well, there's a, there's a, there's a you do series, have to shave right? You do. You do. You have to shave your head. What else are the requirements to uh, be a part of this, this It's, it's a quite a rite of passage. You, firstly, you kind of have to be Wakanda. Okay. <laughs> when you first got the call and the, and the, the, the offer to come be a part of this amazing movie and this cast. I mean, for you, Lapita, I heard that you hadn't even read the script and you were like, sign me up. Who had? Nobody's read <laughs> no, the no, script. No, no. Nobody read the script. But yeah, I mean, I talked to Ryan. Ryan called me and, and walked me through his idea for the film. And I was just like, are you sure this, this is a Marvel movie? Because it was quite edgy. And he was like, yeah, they're giving me the green light to make this movie. And I was like, of course I want to be a part of such a thing because it's really talking about um, a lot of uh, African identity and belonging, you know, things that yeah. we don't really get to talk about, you know, things that we we think but don't often express. Mm-hmm. And it's doing so in this fly, 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 fly way, you know, in this Wakanda nation. And I wanted to be a citizen. Let's talk about your character, Eric Killmonger. What's up? What you want to talk about? You 
played that role. There's so much buzz about your, your role in this. I'll uh, just go ahead and say it as a villain. Yeah. One, you kind of feel a little sorry for in a way, but then it's, on the other hand, you're like, you know, he can't win. He has to lose. Mm. Um, what did you tap into to, to portray this villain? A lot of inspiration came from, you know, Tupac, Marcus Garvey, uh, Huey P. Newton, um, uh, 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 Malcolm X. Uh, you know, these are a lot of, lot, of, lot of historical figures that I kind of prayed on, meditated, you know what I'm saying, with to try to understand kind of like their psyche and, their, and a little bit of their their, uh, I don't know, just just that the essence of, of what they represent and what I want to kind of bring bring to Eric, and um, and then also just developing his backstory with Ryan and, and really kind of understanding where what he's what he's been through up until this point, like why is he the way he is and what made him uh, Eric Killmonger. We see a lot of shirtless uh, Michael B. Jordan in the movie. <laughs> so so talk about preparing for this role, the training, the, the weight gain, everything. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the last three years, I feel like I've been just like working out like consistently. <laughs> but for this one, you know, just diet, eating a lot more. Uh, I didn't do as much cardio in this. I wanted to be a little, just a little bigger, a little, little thicker, I guess. So, uh, and not as like ripped and shredded like a boxer. I just wanted to be more of a, of a, of a, of a warrior, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a soldier. Um, and, and he's a, he's a bit of a Swiss army knife. He's, he's, a, he's good at a, He's good at everything, a little bit of everything. So weapons training, you know, uh, guns, hand, hand combat. Um, he's mentally, he's super smart. Um, he's, yeah. So it was a lot, of, a lot, a lot of, a lot of preparation went into Eric Killmonger. Oh, it was intense. We had six weeks of uh, boot camp right before we started filming where we were all gotten together to do like a warm-up, which was super intense and involved rolling and jumping and whatnot. And then we would break off and do our individual styles. So for me, I had to learn how to use the ring blades and how to shoot a gun. She's worldly. She uses anything to get the job done. So I needed to be just that versatile as well. Oh, please tell me y'all kept the outfit something from set. Oh. I may have. <laughs> Love it. Did you not take anything? Oh, this is where we. Get I usually just take the underwear and the socks. <laughs> you know, I ain't yeah. smart enough to think about it. That's awesome. <laughs> you guys are so powerful in this movie. What what message do you want women to take away from your characters in this movie? I mean, I think it's very important for girls and, and women to not apologize for their strength and to find their femininity their own way. And that's what I do love about the idea of the Dormelage, you know, shaving their heads or, you know, uh, of course, her character being a spy and, you know, in all those different ways. Like, there is a way you find your own femininity. And I think the definition of femininity gets so, uh, you know, compartmentalized mm-hmm. that you find that girls are, are feeling less free to express themselves or, or feeling the need to apologize for their strengths or feeling the need to, to hide all of their potential, mm-hmm. to fit in. And that's something that I think is extremely uh, terrible to do to young children and young girls. We've got to find a way to allow them to fully express their potential. And what I love about this film is that there's so many women like Shuri, like Okoyem and the Army, like Nakia, like the Queen, living in their fullest potential in their strengths. And that's what girls and women need to be able to do in this world today. For a kid growing up reading the comics or um, looking at all these superheroes who who don't really look like them, uh, to finally be able to play a role like Black Panther, what does that mean for you to be a part of this? It's so meaningful in a way that I didn't even foresee. You know, see how people respond to it and, and saying this per- this person looks like me. All of the women in this movie are amazing. Mm-hmm. Denai is amazing, and so 
I just love to see, you know, I've seen people crying because of that representation because mm-hmm. and, and just enjoying it things in a way that they haven't before. I've talked with some folks who are part of these crowdfunding campaigns to mm-hmm. uh, get kids, specifically kids from lower income areas, to go and see this movie. Right. When you guys are hearing about all these efforts around the country to get kids to go and see Black Panther, what goes through your mind when you hear that? Our studio as big as Disney spent you know, all this money to, 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 make, to make something look good and cool. You know, and, and people running around and it happened to look like them and, and share, you know, share a, a, a cultural identity with them is, is, is I think, is, is, is you know, I, I wish it was a movie like that when I was young. So I understand, like. Yeah, because you read you the know, comic. You were a fan of the Black Panther comic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so being able to put it to life is. Yeah, yeah. It's a big, it's a big thing. Uh, you were a fan of the comics as a kid. And yes. so what does it mean for you to watching Black Panther come to life? I mean, my 10-year-old self, like, so was watching this movie. He would just be super geeked and, like, inspired and motivated. So for me as a kid, you know, reading the comic books, being a fan and now being able able to be a part of telling you know the story and being a part of history especially african-american history and african history i think is super super important for kids to see themselves for women young girls to see powerful strong women um you know people of color i think it's very important for what's possible you know what 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 they can achieve you know feeling proud feeling good about themselves you know um feeling larger than life characters i think they need that yeah i walked in here today i thought it was part of the dora melange yeah, i was looking for my you, you ready to take you ready I was off. ready to shave ready it. To... Yes. I'm like, what is my uniform? I'm here. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed those interviews with the director and the cast of Black Panther. By the way, I did tell director Ryan Coogler, listen here, Ryan. If you decide Wakanda needs a news anchor in Black Panther 2, call me. Well, thank you. When you do a part two, um, call me if you need oh, somebody to goodness. play a cousin or news anchor number one. Oh, my goodness. Okay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the cousin or news anchor number one. Call me. All right. <laughs> I could see it now. I'll, look, I will be in Wakanda playing news anchor number one, two, or three uh, in Black Panther 2. Y'all laughing, but I'm for real. <laughs> I'm not playing. I was trying to get my role. Uh, but in all seriousness, and I was serious, but in all seriousness, uh, thinking about those interviews and the fact that was a year ago as the movie was preparing to come out, they were just hopeful that people would like it and would embrace it and just eager to share this with the world. Fast forward a year later, all the awards that movie has racked up, the fact that they're going into the Academy Awards with seven nominations and more than a billion dollars at the box office for that movie worldwide, I'd say not bad, not bad at all. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast now available on Apple iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. If you're listening and you're wondering, Layla, how can I watch? You can watch everything you just heard on my Facebook page, Layla Muhammad TV. Make sure you're also subscribed to my YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash Layla Muhammad and follow me on social media as well. By the way, I have a very big announcement for next week's podcast. So you'll want to make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for that big announcement.